and I sold my place. I sold all my stuff and I went on a road trip that I wanted to do for six months. Um, I packed up my truck. I put a topper on the bed of my truck and packed up all my things. I grabbed my dog and we drove across the country up to Madison to the games and then back down to Florida. Um, I'm in Cookville right now, but so my goal for that was to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I really didn't want to start another company. I wanted to work for one. I was actually trying to get a job at CrossFit HQ. And just because of the roller coaster of running and building and selling a business, I was like, I'm not ready to dive back into that. Um, but I did know that if I was going to start a business, it was going to fit a particular criteria. It was going to be fun for me. Um, it was going to be in the fitness industry. It was going to be supported by technology, so it's scalable globally. Um, and it was going to solve a problem. In partnership with The Morning Chalk Up and part of The Morning Chalk Up Podcast Network, this is the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am your host and the Clydesdale. My friends are Amy Radowski, Charlie Odie, and Kat Shear. We are here to bring you the best interviews with the biggest personalities in the fitness world and CrossFit from all over the world. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and write a review. It's such a big help to our podcast. And with that, we're on to this week's episode of the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. RX Mark Your Jump Ropes, the best jump ropes in the business our title sponsor and such great support from them. You can get your RX Mark Gear jump ropes by going to rxmarkgear.com. At checkout, use Clydesdale 15, all caps, and you can get 15% off your order. Uh, you can buy jump ropes of any color, shape, size, uh, the handles, you can make those whatever you want. You can get the cable at different weights um, and different lengths depending on your height. So check it out at rxmarkgear.com. Use Clydesdale 15 at checkout and you'll get 15% off your order. That does exclude new additions, new arrivals and special editions, but check that out. Uh, it's a great deal. In addition to that, they're also supporting our hashtag road to a thousand. If you subscribe to our YouTube channel, Clydesdale Fitness and Friends podcast, and you have a public profile, every time we hit the century mark with subscribers, we're giving away a brand new RX Mercury jump rope. And Dave Newman, the owner of the company, has promised to throw in a couple extras uh, for that winner. So make sure you go over, subscribe, and uh, you have a public profile, and you may be our next winner. Hey, everyone. I got a secret to tell you. There's this really cool company out there called Element 26. We have partnered with them, um, and they have some of the coolest equipment on the market for us CrossFitters, lifters, um, strongmen. Uh, so one of the products they have is thumb tape. It is like the best thumb tape on the market. It is flexible and it moves with you, um, and it is very tacky and sticky. So great thumb tape. Another one of the products that I use and I love are their grips. They are chocolate grips. They are rubberized. And I'm a Clydesdale, right? I'm big. This helps me stick to the bar. I don't move. I can hang for a very long time as a big man with these on my hands. Uh, great for farmer's carries. Um, even My hands are big enough. I can even use these on a barbell if I want to deadlift. Just saying. No chalk. Super sticky. Gotta love them. Uh, their website is 
element26.co. That is element26.co. Go check them out. So many cool products. We're going to keep showing you what they have over the next few weeks, but you have got to check this place out because they are constantly innovating um, and see what they have to offer. Um, little hint, check out the belts. They got a really cool concept with the belts. Um, you know that Velcro that always pops? They have a solution. So go check that out, element26.co, element26.co. Trust me, you'll have fun with this. Hey everyone, welcome to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends. My name is Scott Schweitzer. I am the Clydesdale. I am your host. We love to do fitness and these are my friends. And today I have a very special friend with me, Jared Graybeal. Uh, Jared is, uh, according to his website, an educator, an athlete, and an entrepreneur, and also an author. Um, I noticed you have a self-help book. Uh, that yeah. looked really cool. I definitely need to check that out. Can you give me a little insight onto what that is? Yeah, for sure. So it's, it's actually labeled or titled The Self-Help Book, uh, Six Practical Ways to Never Stop Growing. And in short, it's a compilation of um, information and data and steps to helping yourself. It's confidence, competence, clarity, connections, commitment, and character. And just a bunch of stuff I put together over the years and uh, decided to publish my first book with the information. So people have really loved it so far. So how hard was it to get it to all fit with C's? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm a Christian and it's, it's popular Christian culture to like operate with alliterations, you know, like yeah. You've got your young preachers that use a ton of alliteration. So it was like second nature to me, honestly. Okay. <laughs> yeah. All right. So um, I'm definitely going to check that out because it looked really good to me. Um, you also have so many certifications. Um, NASM, uh, personal trainer, CrossFit level two. Uh, you do some nutrition stuff. Uh, but the thing that really kind of intrigued me is your education is in marketing and psychology. Yeah. And on the marketing side, I can see where that is a big benefit. On the psychology side, it seems a little odd. Yeah, so I've, I've always been really interested and passionate about human behavior. And I think um, if you can learn why people do the things they do, or at least if you can learn arguably why they do the things that they do, um, you can have a much better grasp on how to market your product or services to people, um, how to connect with people, how to get along with them. And so I, I've always been in the fitness industry. So I've always been very confident and comfortable with pushing whatever product or service I'm trying to sell, right? Like, you know, for six years, I built and sold a meal prep company. And so it was like, I never felt bad about convincing people to buy meal prep um, because I know we were further advancing their health. And same thing, I mean, I ran health clubs and owned a couple of small gyms for years before that. So it was like, Understanding psychology helped me get better at selling those services um, because I understood why people do the things that they do at a higher level. I mean, you'll never truly be able to define why people do the things that they do, but that's the interesting thing about psychology. Right. So you owned a meal, meal prep company and that is, was that your first step into entrepreneurship? No. Uh, so, you know, it's kind of a cliche story. I've been an entrepreneur since I was a kid. Um, make it, I'll try to make it as short as possible, but I grew up, we were super poor. Um, we were like the poor kids in the poor neighborhood. And, um, with that being said, I always knew, you know, when you're, when you're that low income, um, money's always on your mind because 
I got free lunch while other kids were getting pizza at lunch and they could buy the Krispy Kreme whenever that came around. And I was like, I, I can't do any of that stuff. Um, I was a kid getting in trouble for drawing the Nike symbol on my socks and having that ink leak out onto the other clothes in the wash and getting whooped for that. And so always thinking about one day I'm going to be rich and one day, I, you know, I'm going to do this, that, and the other. And so very early on, I was thinking about early stage arbitrage, right? Like um, I was a pretty good skateboarder and I got a bunch of free stuff from a local skate shop and I would sell it at school. Um, and that was kind of a consistent form of income for me. And then early on, I remember in sixth grade, me and a couple of guys would, and I'm not proud of this particular process, but we would steal a, like a bag of candy bars from the store on the way to school. Um, and then I would resell those candy, candy bars or popsicles at school. We'd make like 50 cents a pop and leave with like 30 bucks. We'd split it 10 bucks a piece and 10 bucks in a day for a poor sixth grader is a ton of money. Um, and so I went on to use that money to buy pot because in sixth grade, I started smoking weed and, uh, it kind of came with the territory as a skateboarder. And so I remember kids would ask me if I can get them pot and I started selling them pot. And so from sixth grade until about the time I was 17, uh, I was a drug dealer. Um, and so that was my entrepreneurial journey, uh, ended up getting caught, went to jail, spent the summer after my senior year in jail. That's where I found God and fitness. So, uh, you know, everything serves its purpose. Um, got out, spent two years on house arrest during that time, got my education, became a certified trainer, got a job at the gym and, and, you know, fast forward 13 years, here we are. So I, I you know, as a Christian myself, I have to know the story. So you go to jail and how do you find God there? Yeah. So, um, you know, again, very cliche to find God in jail, but the way that I see it is like anywhere you find him is a good place to find him as long as you keep following him. Um, and so I was an atheist at this time. I had moved out of my dad's place at 16. Him and I began to really butt heads, I guess, during my pubescent years. Uh, and I was making a ton of money selling weed. I mean, I was making close to two grand cash profit each week at 16 years old. And so um, didn't need him, moved out. And uh, at this time, I was just, be, I was a pretty smart kid. And I was one of those kids that was thought I was way smarter than I was. And so I say that I was an atheist, meaning that I didn't believe in a God, but I couldn't like argue theology or anything. So I wasn't really that smart of an atheist. All that just to give you context, I'm in jail, a week goes by, and I had been in and out of juvie and in jail as a teenager. So I didn't take this particularly seriously this round, um, but they decided to charge me as an adult. Uh, and so by the time I went into jail, I was an adult. And so I was just 18, summer after my senior year, all my friends are going off to college. I had been accepted into a few universities I really wanted to go to, but now instead I'm, I'm in jail, right? So a week goes by, I realize I'm not getting out anytime soon. They posted my bond at like 15 grand. I didn't know anybody with like nobody in my family or friends had 15 grand. A couple of my friends' parents did, which they eventually bonded me out. But so a week goes by, I get a letter from my mom and I know I'm not going to read this letter with anybody else in the room because I'm probably going to cry. And it's, uh, Game five, the Heat versus the Celtics in the NBA Finals is 2008. 
everyone's downstairs watching the game because there's like a really small TV about 20 feet up. Everyone's just sitting little picnic tables watching the game. So I'm like, all right, I'm going to read this letter now. I open up the letter. I read it. Of course, I cry. Felt great, you know, when you just finally get that, that little cry out. Um, clean my face up, put the letter away, and I'm walking on the second floor. And I walk by a room full of people. And I, I remember my first thought was like, what are they doing? Like, are they planning a breakout or something? You know what I mean? Like, um, so I look in and I look away. And I grew up like in low-income area, the ghetto. And I'd spent a lot of time in trap houses. So I wasn't really worried about the type of people in jail. I fit in very well at that time with those people. But I just didn't want to be a part of what they were doing, right? And so after I walked by, they were like, homie. And so I was like, oh, crap. I turn around. I'm like, what's up? And they're like, do you believe in God? And I was like, no, I don't. And they were like, well, he believes in you. Come in here and have a seat. And I was like, all right, I don't have anything else to do. <laughs> you know? So, uh, I, and what was really cool was they made a seat for me, right? They, everyone moved around to make a space for me. And you don't really see that kind of grace in County jail. Um, and then they handed me a pencil and a paper and, and the, we called him preacher, man. He was, you know, he was a, preacher back home but he just had some trouble with the law uh he he taught a message that night from uh first or second peter on the royal priesthood and like our identity in christ is not that we're alcoholics we're not drug dealers we're not abusers to, you know we do those things those are mistakes that we make but those aren't our identity our identity is in christ we are brothers in christ we are a royal priesthood we are sons of god it was all this identity and i remember taking a ton of notes and it was the first time that I had felt the tangible presence of God in my life. I had been to church a ton of times as a kid, you know, you get invited by your friends. I had been to Catholic church with my grandma and was very confused, but this is the first time I ever felt like it was my choice. And, um, and I got saved that night. So that's kind of, that's the story. Well, that is awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that. For sure. Um, so you come from those beginnings and then you become a very successful entrepreneur, uh, a motivational speaker. Uh, I know you've done some TEDx stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and how has that journey been? A roller coaster. <laughs> um, you know, I an equal amount of ups and downs. Uh, you know, when you say just now, like, quote unquote, very successful, it's still hard to wrap my mind around that because the life of an entrepreneur is like constant risk. And so, you know, you could be successful in one season and feel very unsuccessful in another season that follows that the same, you know? And so um, just a lot of hard work and a lot of risk, a lot of ups and a lot of downs, a lot of leaning on God. Um, you know, I think as a type A person, I, I do a lot of my, you know, I have like self-control issues where I figure out this is the strategy to accomplish X, Y, and Z but it doesn't always work that way. And so God fills that gap for me um, because, you know, you have to have faith in order to accomplish some great things. And so to answer your question, what's it been like, um, man, hard. I've learned a lot of ton, you know, a ton of lessons. I've probably lost more money than I've made as an entrepreneur. I've had a couple of failed opportunities, you know, in this last one where I was able to sell super fit foods was just um, a really great opportunity to leverage the company to, to grow it, right. Cause a, a public company bought it and they're going to build it out in, in such a way that I never could, because we were bootstrapped for six right. years. 
and they give me an opportunity to step away and build something new um, that I'm really passionate about. And so I could say today it's been a blessing, but if you were to ask me in certain seasons, I would say it's the toughest thing ever. And I would say it's the funnest thing ever. Right. Cause you know, being an entrepreneur is kind of like being a guy on a lion, you know, everybody <laughs> looks at the guy and says, man, that guy looks really cool. He's riding a lion, but the guy on the lion is like, how the hell did I get on this lion? And how do I get off without being, eaten? so being an entrepreneur is taming the lion. Yeah, that is great. Great analogy. So let's talk about uh, the Zalos games. Yeah. Um, you, you came up with this idea uh, as a way for athletes to have opportunities to make more money in the fitness competition arena. Mm -hmm. um, but you've also added it in to be more of a community development, community participation type thing, um, which I think is really cool. Um, first of all, you put this together, it's an online competition. How did you reach out to affiliates and get them to be involved in this program? Again, I mean, you know, you're a believer, so you can kind of empathize with this, but there's been a lot of God in this process. Uh, I've gotten a lot, I've gotten very lucky. Um, I personally am great at connecting and networking and conversating and telling a story, but I also didn't know a lot of the people that I know now a month ago, you know, that I'm, that I'm working with, I'm building this thing out. So it's been a lot of luck. Um, but to kind of give you a little bit more context, you mentioned the first half of the mission of the Zalos game. So the Zalos game is being created to bring more opportunity for athletes, but also entertainment for fans. And I'll kind of get into that um, in a little bit, but I, you know, I sold the company six months ago and I sold my place. I sold all my stuff and I went on a road trip that I wanted to do for six months. Um, I packed up my truck. I put a topper on the bed of my truck and packed up all my things. I grabbed my dog and we drove across the country up to Madison to the games and then back down to Florida. Um, I'm in Cookville right now, but so my goal for that was to figure out what I wanted to do next. And I really didn't want to start another company. I wanted to work for one. I was actually trying to get a job at CrossFit HQ. And just because of the roller coaster of running and building and selling a business, I was like, I'm not ready to dive back into that. Um, but I did know that if I was going to start a business, it was going to fit a particular criteria. It was going to be fun for me. Um, it was going to be in the fitness industry. It was going to be supported by technologies, so it's scalable globally. Um, and it was going to solve a problem. And that was the main element that I didn't know. Like I, I was like, what problem isn't being solved? Everyone, Whoop is doing human data and CrossFit's building affiliates around the world. And that's, you know, so it was like, I don't know what problem to solve. And so as I spent a lot of time in different boxes around the country, training with different people, it was kind of a common theme of like opportunity. I'm training with some really talented people, um, but also I'm reading morning chalk up every day about travel issues and the cost of competing. And just a common theme kept presenting itself in my mind of like, man, these people need more opportunity. This sport is so fascinating. Um, you know, since I got into fitness in 2008, I've been fascinated with human movement and to spend time with some games athletes and see how they train and to watch the games and the regionals and quarterfinals. It is extraordinary. Um, and I'm friends. I grew up with some MLB players and NFL players and what they do is fantastic. But honestly, I'm more fascinated with the sport of CrossFit in terms of human performance and durability. And I'm like, gosh, these people need to make more money. You know, like th what they're doing is crazy. 
And I mean, I try to do it, but my body literally is falling apart. So like, it's like only the elite can accomplish these things. And so, um, so that was just a, a thought in my head. And then as a fan, I would love to be able to watch the sport of CrossFit like football fans get to watch the season or, or the preseason or the playoffs, right? We really only have the Super Bowl, meaning we only have the games. Right. And if we're lucky, it'll be televised. You know, like it, it might not be. So I'm just, you know, I was thinking through a lot of that and I'm walking through the casino in Vegas a couple of months ago. And I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a psychology nerd. So I'm thinking about the human condition, like how casinos are ran. Everyone comes here thinking that they're going to win, but 99% of these people know they're not going to win. And so I'm like, what drives that? And it's ego. And I'm like, well, that's interesting because ego largely drives my love for CrossFit because I'm always thinking that I'm going to get better than I am. You know, like <laughs> I'm going to do better than I will, but it's cool because it motivates me to try and to put effort forth. And so I was thinking, man, I really think it would be interesting if there was an elite level competition that the community could get involved in, that the best of the best can make some money, but everyone else can still try to do better than they think that they will, you know? Um, and that there would be more, there would be raffle prizes, there would be, you know, and, you know, stuff like that involved, but then we can leverage those competitions to create entertainment for the fans long-term, right? And that's like where live throwdowns come in. That's where I'm building the long-term entertainment piece. That's kind of more of a big vision of, you know, hopefully one day we're CrossFit sport is on ESPN or NBC or whatever, you know, on a Tuesday night or whatever, like whenever football is not playing, um, so that's kind of how it all came together. And then I started to tell a couple people about it. And what's really cool about the road trip is that I didn't set out on this road trip to connect with people to help me build this business because I didn't know I was going to start this business. Um, I just organically dropped into like 50 different gyms and met 100 different people. And some of those people were Jake Lockhart from, you know, CrossFit Mayhem, Mayhem Athlete. Um, him and I have shared values as believers and I spent time in Cookville because I really love the environment. And so, you know, months later when I came up with the idea, I'm calling Jake, like, Hey Jake, I have this idea. And kind of the same with Justin Kotler, met him in Vegas, really liked the guy. And, uh, I thought that he'd have some valuable feedback. And so a month after I had met Justin, I ran into him at the games and said, Hey, I've got this idea. And so pretty much the feedback was, that's a good idea let's talk about it after the games. And so I, you know, that makes perfect sense. So I just built the business plan. And then after the games, I was prepared to present it to people and that's what happened. And so it was just really serendipitous. And if you're a Christian, it was very divine how I encountered these people came up with this idea. And then I was like, Holy crap, I've met the people that can help me build this. Let me call them back, you know? Um, and I think the lucky part is that they could have just been like, Jerry, this idea sucks. Or like, who are you? You know? But instead, they've been like, we love this. We want to support this. And I'm like, that's what I need. Let's do it. So here we are. When looking at the sponsors you have already, um, with the Mayhem backing it, Underdogs, uh, FitAid, Reebok, Toe Spacer, um, my goodness, like in a short amount of time, you have pulled in some heavy hitting sponsors in the CrossFit space. Yeah, um, really cool. And so you've got that backing really quick. And with that, you, you're able to do these raffle things, which you kind of threw in there that, yes, you want to get the elite athletes some more prize money, 
But if you come in last place, but you participate through this thing with everything you got, you have a shot to win pretty cool prizes. Heck yeah. Yeah. So, um, and that's the thing is like, you can win a $3,000 home gym and at the very least, you're going to win like a hundred dollar fit aid gift card, you know? So, right. Yeah. And Mayhem has put in like all of their entities have like different gift cards as part of the raffle. Um, I know X, X Endurance. I never know how to pronounce that product X name, yeah. X Endurance. Uh, they have some gift cards in there, Fit Aid, um, Reebok. There's a few, oh, yeah. few Reebok gifts in there. Um, I just think that's a super cool idea to get participation. But I also read about that you reached out to affiliates to say, how can we get this so that people can compete in their gyms? And their answer was, give us time to put it in our programming. Yeah. So can you expand on that a little bit? Yeah. So a good friend of mine, Todd Oshudo, he's a, I don't know, he's worked for CrossFit for like 15 years. He's got a gym in St. Augustine. Um, he's like an L1, L2 instructor. And, you know, he's a, he's a judge at the games, all that cool stuff. He's a friend of mine and him and I get together pretty often when we can. And so I presented the idea to him and I'm like, you know, poke holes in this. What? what doesn't work? Cause my original plan was like, we'll do a cool announcement, like the open, like last minute. And he was like, honestly, Jared, that's a logistical nightmare for gym owners because we don't know how to plan for the weekend. You know, for, for those of us that program a month in advance, like we have to have this gap for the open. Um, and it's fun. He's like, but it's very stressful for us because what if we do a hundred toes, the to bar on Thursday, but then the open announcement has 150 toes, the to bar, like, how do we plan for that? And I thought, well, there's no reason why I can't, announce these workouts a month in advance that gives everyone the same advantage like there's no conflict of interest there um and then you know equally i had some other feedback from a different gym owner about me partnering up with like mayhem or uh underdogs athletics about well if you do a last minute announcement and you partner up with a particular programmer other people might think well the underdogs have the advantage because you programmed it with them and i was like well that that could happen so let me announce it a month in advance. So it doesn't matter who helped me program these workouts. Everyone has a month to plan like their strategy and, you know, get better at wall walks or whatever. Um, and so that was the feedback because like if I announce these workouts in advance, not only will people not worry about conflict of interest or competitive advantage, but the affiliates, because I'd like to get them involved long-term and short-term, just like the open. I want them to throw parties. I want them to have their best elite athletes, you know, throw down, but I also want them to have uh, waves for their general population and do some scaled versions and all that fun stuff. Um, and I think the best way to get them involved or get them bought in is to announce a month in advance. And that's kind of where that conversation went. And so all the workouts are announced now. You can go on to um, your Instagram page, which is? Zelos Games, Z-E-L-O-S Games. And you can see all three workouts, which is actually four, uh, the last one is a two-parter yeah. um, and, and that's pretty cool. So then there's also three ways to win money. Yeah. If you're an elite athlete, you can win the overall competition, which has a pretty healthy paycheck to it. Uh, and what I like is you, you talk about, there's no travel expense for this, right? You're doing it in your own gym. Um, so no overhead, just prize money. Yeah. Your risk is 1999 and anywhere from five to 20 minutes of your day, you know? Yeah. Um, and that's what we do. I mean, that's what we do as CrossFitters. We, we throw down every day. Um, we're normally spending 200 bucks on a pair of nobles every month anyways. Like, so what's $20 in 20 minutes, right? 
Um, and, in you know, I was really inspired this year um, by stories of like Roman Krennikov couldn't even come to the games. And he's arguably one of the best. Um, I would say top 10, but potentially, I mean, who knows what he does with, with swimming and odd object stuff, but potentially podium. The guy is a beast, right? And so it's like, he didn't even get to come. But in this arena, it's anyone's game, right? And so you're going to see new names in the top 10. You're going to see people that aren't famous on Instagram. And you're going to see them beating some of the people that are famous because they have the same advantage. They can film from their gym and just submit it online. So, you know, sign up, throw down, have fun. Yeah, and there you pay out first first through 10th overall. Then you're also going to pay first through 10th for every event. Yes. So, so if you get an event win, yeah. you still can win some money. Sure, because, you know, I'm taking into consideration these athletes do have other competitions they're ramping up for. They do have programming that they're adhering to. Um, if they don't want to do all three or if they can't do all three, I don't think that they should necessarily be penalized. I think if they want to do one throwdown and think that they're going to win, they should be have, have the opportunity to pay 20 bucks and do one throwdown. Um, and so that's kind of where that came from is like, I want this to be, yes, I love the overall like test, right? The overall test is usually the fittest person well, is always the fittest person. And that's how we test for that. But I still think sometimes when you're playing the game of overall, you're leaving, uh, you know, you're, you're sandbagging a little bit potentially so you can do better on the next one. And I want to see people, I want to have a true test of human performance in each competition. Yeah, that's awesome. And, and then the final way to win some money is actually the affiliate themselves. Yeah. So the, 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 go ahead and explain that one. Yeah. You know, obviously, and again, this is not everything that you see and read about the Zalos games. I think maybe 30% of it is like my original idea. And then the rest of it is feedback and curation and people poking holes as I presented the ideas. So this came from, I think I got it from like, cause Rogue is doing it if I'm being honest, but, um, but yeah, affiliate involvement, right? Like I, I was thinking, how can I get gym owners involved? How can I get the affiliates to host these workouts? And it was, well, let me reward them for getting a number of registrations. Right. So um, not only do they get announced as the number one registration and everyone loves to be the winner, um, the first place gym owner or affiliate is going to get a thousand bucks plus three months of mayhem athlete affiliate programming. The second place will be 500 bucks with three months of Mayhem Athlete Affiliate Programming. And then the third place will be 250 bucks uh, with three months of Mayhem Athlete Affiliate Programming. Say that five times fast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, along with bragging rights, you know? And so um, there's something to be one for everyone. So let's, let's give the listeners the details. When do we start? How does it, how does it kind of play out? And how do they qualify to get into the raffle or the, the prize money? Yeah, so uh, the Zalus Games is being launched with its first three-part series this October. So just a few weeks from now. Um, the first competition is from October 4th to 10th. You've got all week to submit it. Uh, the second competition is from, I believe, the 11th to 17th or 18th, however that lines up. And then the third competition is the week following. So I think then 18th to the 24th, something like that, right? It's obviously in the event notes. Um, you qualify by submitting your workout. So it's $19.99 to play. Um, you're going to download Wadproof, film your workout with Wadproof, upload that to YouTube. You can upload it to private or public. It's up to you. 
and then drop that link in the submission form of competition corner, uh, www.zelosgames.com will redirect you to, Zalo, to a competition corner, or you can just search Zelos Games on competition corner. Um, once you submit your score, once you sign up, you're eligible for the raffle prizes, you're eligible for top 10. And of course, as an affiliate owner, you're eligible uh, once people start putting your gym name down. So if you're an affiliate owner, make sure people are putting your gym name down. It does ask. So it, it's probably going to be pretty easy and automatic for people. Um, but even if you don't win the raffle or the top 10, the first week you're going to get a discount code for Toe Spacer, Fit Aid, uh, X Endurance. Um, basically, all the sponsors are providing some form of value just for signing up. So I think the ticket value of signing up is close to like 100 bucks. So by investing 20 bucks into competing, you're, you're going to win something no matter what. And there are also ways to get additional entries into the drawing, right? By sharing, <clears throat> sharing your workouts on Instagram story, yeah. uh, sharing your, I, just signing up and you, and you can sign up, I think up to three times. Yeah. So there's, yeah, it's a great point. Thanks, Scott. So there's up to 12 ways to be entered into the raffle. Um, there's three competitions. So just by signing up, that's three entries into the raffle. If you share your, because once you sign up, you'll get a confirmation page. It's a little mobile friendly confirmation page. If you share that on Instagram and tag us, that's another submission. So that's three more submissions because of the three competitions. If you share your video on Instagram of your workout, and it could just be a clip, you know, 15, 30 seconds, or it can be the full, you know, an IGTV video, as long as you share it and tag us during the week of submission, that's a raffle. And then if you put it on your story, that's a raffle. So up to 12 ways to enter the raffle um, in order to win anywhere from a True Grit Fitness home gym which is really, really exciting. Uh, or, you know, um, I think a toe space or hundred dollar gift card, fit eight hundred dollar gift card. Those are uh, closer to the, the 20 mark. And a portion of the proceeds are going to Mayhem Mission. Right. And that's, you know, something I want to make a point of. I know there's a lot of moving parts with Zalos games, so I don't want to overwhelm people. But when I decided, you know, whatever I do next and whatever I did in the past, um, you know, I, I, I think success uh, has to serve people, right? Um, because no man is an island. And so, um, in the, for the sake of conscious capitalism, anything that I do that profits, I want to be able to give back and support others because I wouldn't be where I am without the support of people along the way coming from where I come from. So I knew that any business I start, if it's in the CrossFit world, we're going to partner up with nonprofits in the CrossFit ecosystem. And so what I plan to do each series of competitions, probably partner up with a new nonprofit or a, just an alternative nonprofit. Um, and so for this first series in October, we decided to partner up with Mayhem Missions, which kind of just made sense because I'm already going on a mission trip to Nicaragua with Mayhem Missions in October, um, actually during the second week. <laughs> and uh, so we decided to sponsor uh, someone to go on that trip as well. So Mayhem Missions is our nonprofit partner for October. Awesome. Then I have a couple like off the beat questions. This is just now that we have all the details out of the way, uh, just some bizarre questions that I have because I'm just observant and that's, I'm an observer by nature. Love it. So first of all, where did the name come from? So I'm a marketer, right? So it wasn't like something that just popped in my head. Um, I, again, framework and strategy is everything to me. So I said, okay, well, I want to start this competition. I do know it's going to be something games or something uh, 
invitational or, you know, kind of like looking at what's the second part of a CrossFit competition name, um, challenge, like right? something game, something invitational, something challenge. Um, but I like games the most. And then as far as the first name, I was set on two syllables. Most great brand names are two syllables, Apple, uh, Zillow, uh, I don't know why I'm, I think Apple is enough. So anyways, <laughs> two syllables. Um, uh, so I wanted two syllables. I wanted something that invoked the feeling or the translation of winning or competition or uh, accomplishment, right? And I did want to incorporate like a Z or an X because those are high value Scrabble words. Um, and if you're like a words with friends or a Scrabble nerd like me, like valuable words mean something, right? And so I wanted a Z and I began to look up like translation for winning, translation for competing. Tra and I'm looking, at, I'm looking at Spanish, Hebrew, Greek, you know, all these different words. And I came across uh, Zelos, which is the Greek god of rivalry or competition, which is like the brother of Nike or something, you know, like, yeah. um, I don't mean or something he, he is. Uh, so I thought that was a really cool word and a really cool meaning. And it, it's two syllables. It's got a Z. And so I was like, this is it. I think, you know, and I'm not overly confident to where my ideas always hit me and I stick with them. I had to use it. And I think the best way to use a name is to sometimes just act like you've decided and then see what people's responses are. So as I began to kind of talk about the business, I'm like, yeah, it's going to be called the Zalos games. And I just sit there, you know what I mean? Like yeah. that way, like look at people's faces. And if they're like, well, that's stupid. You know, like if I see that face, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Um, and so before I got, you know, the incorporation and before I started branding the actual idea, I just tested it with an audience and, um, and people liked it. People were curious, like, where's that word come from? But nobody was like, that's dumb. Like, that's weird. Um, and then once you tell them the meaning, I think it, it's a little bit more valuable. And then here's a bonus. Uh, you can just call it the Z games. And I think that's really cool. So that's the name. Awesome. I've also noticed that um, the workout descriptions are 0 0.1, 0 0.2, 0 0.3. And you talked about like a future plan of throw that live throwdowns. So does that signify that this is just kind of the beginning of it? It's not a one yet. You're just kind of ramping it up to what the true vision is. Yeah. So this is a beta test. I, you know, had this vision for a 2022 season um, to give athletes a seasonal opportunity, like every other sport to compete and to make money. And while there is sort of a nuanced season to get to the games we know that it almost changes every year at least for the past three years and so it's almost hard to plan as an athlete and I thought well let me build a season that people can plan their life around they can plan their income around because if you're good enough you're pretty confident you'll win x amount um and I was like well before I launch a 2022 season and risk literally everything on my end uh financially let me run a beta test. And then I decided October is the best month to do so. And so October is our beta test of the seasonal Zalos games. And that's why it's 0 0.1, 0 0.2. You know, we're going to have somewhat of an open field to it, but instead of the year, like 20.1, you know, it'll just be like the inception of, so like next year will be 1.1, 1.2, 1.3, and then the following year. So that way you can, you know, kind of like the Super Bowl, Super Bowl number one, Super Bowl number two kind of thing. So 
Yeah. Um, and then I had a good question and it's, it's floating around there. Let me get it. Let me get it. Um, you might've been asking about the entertainment piece. Did, why was, how did you know <laughs> that is? So I was asking about, you have all these videos from the Wadproof app. Is there any plans to bring that together and kind of show head to head? Um, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to begin to leverage all the content because when you sign up, you're um, consenting for us to use the content. Uh, it's, in the, it's in the thing, but just so people publicly know that. And we're, we're definitely going to curate content, repost it to the YouTube live and the Instagram or to YouTube and the Instagram. Um, and that's going to be fun. But I, I think a lot of people, they can watch their favorite athlete on Instagram most of the time anyways. What we want to begin to do is build live competition. So for week one, for example, we've got a couple people from Underdogs Athletics going live October 4th, I think 1.30 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. We're going to create you know, graphic content, advertising content to announce that in advance so people can jump on YouTube live and watch live competition. Obviously, if they can't make it live, it stays static on the YouTube channel. Um, so you can begin to watch your favorite athletes go head to head in these workouts and begin to look forward to live entertainment. Um, so week one, we've got the underdogs going on Monday. That Friday, I've got Bailey Rail doing a solo, solo live workout. Uh, week two, we've got Alexis Raptus and Dallin Pepper doing a live throwdown from Salem, Utah, Nebo CrossFit. They're hosting like an event at their gym. Um, got Tyler Christopher doing Friday. And then the following week, still waiting on the details. Um, don't hold me to it, but we've, we've got a verbal commitment from Christian Harris in New York and uh, a couple of people doing one at Move Fast, Lift Heavy. And then I've got Sam Cornier doing a solo workout. So I want the fans to be like, what are you doing tonight? Want to hang out? Yeah, I'm watching a CrossFit competition. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, just like football, baseball, soccer, just like all the other fans get to do um and so but then to answer your question though we are going to begin to repurpose content do some head-to-heads uh you know just kind of like the rogue invitational last year where they were in different places but the screens were paired up and so we'll we'll, we'll be repurposing content like that to create entertainment during the non-live time so rogue also did that live which is astounding to me and i and i actually got to judge at that event so i got to see the behind the scenes and how that all went down. Any plans in the future of that? Someone in Iceland going against someone in Texas at the exact same time, you, you do it live. 100%. I mean, I think it's all about legitimizing the Zalos games early on um, because these athletes, uh, they're, they're smart with their brand, right? And so um, to, in order to get the athletes to commit to that over and over again, they have to know that this thing is not just a one-off um not some random opportunity for some fitness entrepreneur like this is built around a vision of creating a long-term wealth creation for the athletes and entertainment for the fans so as long as october goes really well we're going to continue to build into 2022 and i would love to have someone in iceland line up with someone from australia and line up with someone from miami at the same time and tune in to this live competition and obviously on the financial end like from a business person uh, that level of media is expensive. And so like to build that out, we've got to test the beta. And so, right. you know, a lot of questions will be answered after October. We're going to send out surveys to all the people that do the competition just to ask questions so we can build a better season in 2022. 
Um, I'm going to get feedback, obviously, from Kotler and from the Mayhem team on like, hey, how does this, how should the season look? How should we do the entertainment piece? Who can we, you know, and I've gotten a lot of help with lab management on that, you know. So um, we definitely want to build something like that out in the future. Well, I'm excited. I think this is a great opportunity for the athletes. I think it's a great opportunity for the community. Um, that it's what CrossFit was built on is that community aspect in the and like an open type feel. And I think you're trying to to grab that for a second time during the year. Um, but letting the affiliates plan is going to be a huge change because then it's just we make it the class workout. Yeah. Um, so with that, um, I'm going to let you go for today. Um, I think I want to thank you so much for sharing all this information. Um, I'm excited. I'm stoked. I appreciate that. And I want to wait, make one more comment just to uh, clarify, you know, the Zalus games is designed to be supplemental to the games. So I don't want anybody to get the wrong idea that this is like a competitive platform. I want this to be an additional opportunity for games athletes because the games will always be the Super Bowl of the sport. Um, I'm not trying to reinvent that. I'm trying to just create a ramp up, an additional convenient and realistic ramp up to that. So just so everyone knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's clear if you go to your website, uh, which we have not given out yet. The website is? Thezalosgames.com will redirect you to a competition corner for the event page. Yeah, and it's pretty obvious that you're not trying to compete. You're just trying to supplement to give athletes an opportunity to make some money. Absolutely. Well, thank you, Jared, so much for your time. Uh, I appreciate it so much, and I can't wait to see what happens and have you back on after, after October. Yeah, thanks for having me, brother. Thank you so much for listening to the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends in partnership with The Morning Chalk Up. Please consider giving us a five-star rating and leaving us a review. It really helps our podcast. Thank you so much, and we'll see you next week on the Clydesdale Fitness and Friends.